What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another NFC Least podcast here on the Rambling Viking Podcast. Sorry if you got that little uh, that little back and forth there. My mic took a nosedive right as I started the intro. <laughs> Had to save that. But uh, so glad to have everyone back. It was a, as they say, picture-perfect week. To quote, is it Murdoch? No, it's not Murdoch, is it? Which, who's the no. leader of the A-team? Um... Oh, this is perfectly leased. Mm-hmm. This is how we lease. Oh, well. <coughs> to quote the A-team. Oh, gosh. <coughs> to quote the A-team. Uh, <laughs> love it when a plan comes together. And let me tell you, you don't, you don't get a much leaster intro than that right there. So you're welcome. We like to stay on brand and really stay true to form, not just on the football field, but here on these NFC lease podcast episodes so a couple exciting updates we have is it's anybody's race the eagles maintain their half game lead over everybody but everybody else is tied rearing ready to go you couldn't ask for much more perfect week it's the one of the few times that we will accept a bye week we will accept dual wins by two teams and only then time. the Eagles lost. This is the only time, and it worked out perfect. At first, I was a little annoyed because, as usual, I was in the mindset of everyone needs to lose. But then sure. I looked at the, I looked across the board, and I was like, oh, no, this is exactly <laughs> what we needed to happen. So, anyways, weird roundabout intro. We got Connor, as usual. You've already heard him. Uh, Connor, how you feeling? Feeling good. Um, successful bye week. Now everyone is all even on the low tide of the NFC East. And it's just, just a beautiful tragedy. Amen to that brother. It's been something, something nice of a train wreck. This caboose is tricked out with all the guilty pleasures and vices that keep you from being a productive, successful human being, anything and everything you can think of. We've got, We've got back here on the caboose. Yeah. You thought we forgot about the whole caboose analogy. No, we didn't. We still got Over. that imagery going along. It just, yep. you just can't do it every week, right? You need a little bit of a break. Yep. So my goodness, but what an eventful week. So many things happening. I realized normally I wait till the day of to update my spreadsheet. And I realized, oh crap, I updated my spreadsheet on Monday. Cause I went to update it today and I was like, oh, it's up to date. <laughs> We're good to go. I even adjusted the color coding. So it's easier when you can't see the team names when you're scrolling to the right. Um, uh, so it's got each team's colors roundabout. So you can tell, oh, the green, uh, the green column or the green row is the Eagles row. Um, we And we decided to, to throw in. Did we throw this in last week? I don't think we did. Something that just fits with a least, with a least mindset and a least division like this is punting. That's your mainstay <laughs> right there. So yeah. I went and we threw in some punting stats. So we've now got punts, punt yards, and then your average. And we have totals and the average for the division. It's something else. It's pretty impressive. I never realized how many yards um, punters get awarded. But you think you're averaging 40 yards punt. You punt it four to four or five times a game. It's a couple hundred yeah. yards. Like It's like straight up quarterback passing numbers. So it's going to be fun. But uh, w- with that being said, I think we can go ahead and we can just uh, dive on in to the first game. Which one you feeling? I think we need to get the uh, the Cowboys Vikings out of the way. Okay, because that one was the most upsetting of the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though obviously 
we're okay with two of the teams winning, and it's now just because it's now even across the board. The Cowboys should not have won that game, and so it's it's just kind of disheartening because on top of it all, the Red Rifle played decent, um, not bad really at all, and it's just it's not par for the course that we need. Cowboys won 31-28. They had a they scored a touchdown in the last. Oh, it had it couldn't have been more than a minute and a half left in the game. Mm-hmm. And also, just like I predicted to you last week, it was of course on TV in our area of the country. Yep, it's one we got instead of that super entertaining Colts Packers game, which I got to watch yep. today. Because they re-aired on Fox and I automatically record them all. So I was like, oh, cool. And so I just like casually had it on during the day. What a great freaking game. Instead, got garbage. Um, Anyway, Red Rifle just blew up our ratio. Three touchdowns, only one pick. Yeah, really. Ezekiel Elliott ran the ball well. 21 carries, 103 yards. It's just nothing went the way we want. Really at all. I mean, if you have any sort of thing that could, uh, a saving grace, if you will, from this game, please let me know now. But otherwise, I sadly don't have much. It wasn't fun to watch. The team played decent, and they shouldn't have won still. So the highlight that I had, and I actually just clicked the wrong game. I was so hot to trot talking about the Packers-Colts, I clicked on that <laughs> scorecast set of. So give me just a moment. But if I remember correctly from earlier, I was looking at it. The the one highlight that because I was looking for our player of the week. Yeah. And so my favorite highlight has to be, although like you said, Red Rifle played well all in all. Yeah. Um, really pissing me off. Ezekiel seemed to um at least for a week overcome that curse, the, mm-hmm. the tattoo hair combo curse. curse. The belly. Mm-hmm. And uh but we still had a good red rifle moment. When you look at Dallas receiving for that game, you go all the way to the bottom. You know, where we live, we look for, you see, oh, who is that? Is that the Red Rifle? One reception, negative three yards. His long was negative three. So feeling real good. I don't remember that play. I don't uh, either. But apparently he caught a pass. It might have been a deflection, actually. It had to have been, been. pretty much. But still. no one else had a pass attempt. So that's statistically wise. Yeah, that's the (laughs) – nobody else had a pass attempt. So that was a deflection that he caught and then immediately got tackled. So props to you. You at least held it down for for one play for us, and we appreciate that. It's true. But Minnesota really, really lived up to their mediocre dreams, really pissing me off. Um, like we they said, did. it's a real bittersweet because we need the wins. It's now anybody's race. But the thing that makes me nervous is that the Cowboys might think they're good after this win, uh, especially in how it came about. And yeah. we just don't need that. We needed a we needed kind of a garbage win that was like, okay, you're not good. You just won the game. This yeah. one definitely feels like a oh, we're good. We can yep. do this. Yep, and it feels like a potential springboard if it were a good team. I know, and so I really hope it's not. But uh, the Vikings, I guess you just you did what you did. It's fine. You don't yep. believe in defense anymore. But no. we can go ahead and move on. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's move on to the other victory of the NFC East. That would be the football team beating the Joe. I mean, I guess in this case, it's completely Joe-less Bengals. Mm-hmm. No Joe Mixon from the start, and then 
Joe Burrow goes down with an ACL tear. Oh, not so mighty Joe Youngs. If you know yes. that reference, not all Bengals. They need Joe. They need their Joes. They need to Joes. get something done. They need two they, cups of Joe. If they don't, <laughs> two cups of Joe on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. afternoon, they got a shot. Evening, or Monday night, sometimes Thursdays. Whenever they could win. Yeah, but not when you have a Finley. No, a Finley. You say Finley, and I like that takes me back to like Spurs days, like Michael yep. Finley type stuff. That's, and I'm like, that's exactly either that or Samad JP Ryan, who, while great at OU, he you can tell he doesn't have much left in the tank. I mean, he ran so hard for so long. It's, it's I mean, sad he came in at 45. Yeah, <laughs> he was a he was a he was a 45 year old, and a, I know all time leading rusher for OU. Wow. Incredible. Just because, he he, I mean, he played a long time and, I mean, got a bulk of carries. Mm-hmm. And that one KU game, he, not to get too yep. off track, but he, yep. he carried the ball like 30-something times. Well, he got like 500 yards rushing, so of course he yeah. carried it 30 times. Yeah, so there's like, that's like three years off your NFL career right there. Yeah, yeah. And then he was hurt a bunch. Anyway, moving on, Alex <laughs> Smith did nothing for the ratio one-to-one, so nope. I guess there's that. He kept it even at the very Yeah, end. at least he did that. Um, really, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about with the Washington football team beating the Joeless Bengals. Um, nothing really was of remark that I yeah. can think of. I mean, it, it was it was sadly okay all the way around, I guess. But it, it wasn't impressive, if that helps. It helps no, me. it wasn't. It wasn't. You beat the Bengals. Come on, who who lost their promising lost quarterback? All their Joes. Yeah, lost their last Joe. Yep. And so they said, "Help me, Joe, Joe B. One Kenobi. You're my only Joe." And yep. Joe Burrow said, "Oh no, there goes my ACL." Which mm-hmm. hopefully sucks to see because I know I'm pretty it, sure it everyone liked Joe Burrow. Now, highlight from this is uh, we have our ding 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 leading punter for the week, <laughs> Tress Way. <laughs> Look, I went and looked at this earlier, right? Tressway, another OU product. Yep. Cincinnati's got is it an OU to Cincy (laughs) pipeline right now? Is it a Norman to Cincy pipeline? Is that what we're getting? Tressway plays for Washington. Oh, I am so sorry. I get it. I did the same thing for a second. Garbage teams. It's fine. Yep. But we're here. Reddish teams. So so it's maybe OU has a pipeline to garbage teams, which means they have good college players because Well, yeah, because uh Oh, the left tackle that plays for the Eagles. Yep. Oh, Lane, right tackle. Yeah, Lane Lane uh, what just happened there? Well, funny story. Our recording cut out, and uh, it, it there was a delay for when we found out, so got cut mid-sentence trying to del- identify Lane Johnson, and we thought we were picking back up here in a moment where we had left off, but... Unfortunately, there's a little bit of a gap. So that's what you're getting right now is we jump from Lane Johnson to where we thought we were picking back up, but not quite. So I'll just in Lilisa's fashion, of course, uh, this is how we this is how we roll in this podcast series is you don't expect the best. You expect the least. So I'll leave you to fill in the blanks on what originally was in this gap. As you get ready to jump to, mm, I don't know, about 30 seconds ahead 
of where we left off. So good luck. Now, I think it was either inside the 20. It might have even been inside the 10 when he fumbled it. I don't remember exactly. So at least there's that to also throw in. You know, they weren't actually completely above board on touchdowns to turnovers per se. But um, it's really pretty sad when you lose to the Browns. It just in general, even though the Browns are weirdly like seven and three this year, so they're okay. But uh, yeah, very leasting for the Eagles, and it's much appreciated because if they'd have won, we wouldn't have this beautiful thing of everyone at three wins. So thanks to thank you to Philadelphia. You're welcome. Happy happy to oblige <laughs> anytime. You know, it was really a game. Honestly, in terms of leasting, it was a game packed with highlights absolutely packed because like you said you had fumble in your own territory you had a safety you had a wild pick six i mean you couldn't ask for much more on a personal note and i already talked to you about this offline it definitely hit a point for me like you know we were we were good we were vibing with this least i'd embraced it but i don't know i think it just hit such a point where it struck a chord (laughs) And I just got real sad watching that game. It's still tough. Even, even though, yeah, I mean, it's hard. But, like, most weeks it's like, I can put up with it. I know. I'm here to expect. But, like, I don't know. I think it just hit a point where it's like in the marathon, you hit that wall, you know. And it's like you got to oh, like, yeah. bust through the wall. That's what kind of what I hit with this. Or it's like I hit the wall. It made me real depressed. I'm good with it now. We're here. But it was just really tough for that, for, the, like, the rest of that day. And, I don't know. I, I finally got to watch some good football and that kind of helped, helped me recover a little bit, but man, it was just hard. It was just hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Cause we have obviously these completely polar opposite conflicting personalities almost where mm-hmm. we as fans want our team to win. We, I mean, we can't help it, but for the sake of the pod, and just the beautiful, just insane terribleness that this division is. You almost are okay with losses, but it's just, it's its tough. I don't know. It's hard. Fortunately, we're on the back half of the season. So, I mean, True. we've made it this far. I feel like we can make it, we can make it the rest of the way and be all right. So, but yeah, Carson, he kept it real with the two and two. You might've already mentioned this. Yep. Um, uh, my highlight probably so the last one, you know, I had to go for some statistical highlights, but uh, it's tough. I think it's got to be that interception. Yeah, is my highlight for that, that game. Pretty that brutal. was something else, right? It's either that or it was that sit down stiff arm from uh, from yes. Nick Chubb. That I, that honestly probably gets the highlight just because that defender's soul got rocked. He got he got sent back to pee wee football. It yeah. was nasty. So, uh, Cameron Johnson, though, he, he he was coming for Tressway in terms of punting. Yeah, you guys might be saying, who's that? We're talking punters here, all right? You're the <laughs> real deal. Cameron Johnson, he definitely got in. No, he didn't get MVP, not in least nope. terms, because Carson really put on a show. But he, he was gunning for it. He had one more punt than Tressway, but 249 yards, only three yards less, and his long was 52. So only three yards less on the long as well a close second and he only had one in the 20. He did get one touchback, unfortunately Um, seeing as we don't really remember the punt plays that much. We'll blame it on the, the gunners who didn't oh, get there sure. in time to, sure. to keep him going in the end zone. 
uh, as always. So I think that wraps it up though. We don't need to, uh, we don't need to potentially make me sad again if, no, by talking about this game too much. So we can go ahead and, uh, move on. Should we move on to, uh, our player of the week? Okay. Um, I'll lead it off real quick. My player of the week is the football team's kicker, Dustin Hopkins. Now, you might be wondering why they won the game, and it's only he only missed one field goal. Let me get that out of the way. You're thinking, two for three? Not too bad, really. But in this terrible division, he is the only kicker who missed a field goal this week. The only one. And on top of that, he has the worst field goal percentage, like as in makes of field goal attempts in the division. At 70%. He has barely a C if it were a grade. As a kicker. That's the only thing he does. Imagine taking one class only your whole life and you can only get a C. Why would you keep taking that class? Why do they keep letting you take that class? Because it's the NFC least. Dustin Hopkins, thank you for bringing down any sort of kicking percentage. Wow. Wow. How impressive. I had no idea. Look, I knew he was struggling, but it's crazy. You know, just in a general sense, I feel like kickers have become more of a revolving door and less reliable in the last decade. And I think, I think moving back the extra point had a little bit to do with it. Um, I think it just, it just put a little more pressure on that. And I, I think it was a good move, but But what, another thing that's fun mm. is that the Giants kicker, Graham Gano, is hitting 95% of his, and he kicks so many field goals. Oh, my gosh. He's the only the reason goals. the Giants have three wins. He definitely is. If he's not, he should be the the leading scorer. Um, oh, for sure. And I, I, as far as I know, he's our MVP for the team. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine it'd be anyone else. Yeah, I mean – Maybe, maybe, maybe your punter, who I don't even know, but I've got, I can pull up his stats for this season. But uh, he's no Graham Gano. <laughs> he's no, I mean, no, he's, he's definitely not. That's for oh, sure. That feels weird to say, but so he's no Graham Gano. That's, that's what we're talking about here. So let me see. Yeah. I mean, he's only, you've only got 30, 36 punts for 1591. His average is 42.6. He's, He's uh, three Sounds out of four. Serviceable. So yeah, he's nothing special. I I definitely give it up to Graham. Yeah. So ironically, my player of the week is also on the football team. Yep, a team of footballers. Double football. No team. name, but team. So, and you might be a little confused. It's it's going to be Alex Smith. But now, before you jump on me, you're going to say, but he had a he had a good game. 17 for 25, 166 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Sure, sacked twice, but only for five yards. So, you know, how is that? How is that worth player of the week? Well, we're not looking at Alex Smith, the passer here. This is going to be a specific Alex Smith. This is Alex Smith. Yes, the same Alex Smith that almost died from a leg break and had like a hundred surgeries or something crazy like that. Had a bunch of surgeries. I think it was 17. It's but a leg implosion. Not exactly. Break. Oh yes. <laughs> full, full blown leg implosion. So no business becoming a rusher of any kind ever again. And yet he did his darndest to really lease it up in that wheelhouse. When you go and look at their rushing statistics, you go all the way to the bottom per huge. 
see Alex down there. And normally, you know, QB gets sacked or something like that, or they try and scramble and don't quite make it back to the line of scrimmage. It's like, all right, you know, they got minus one yard or something, and it's one rush. No, 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 no. He had a triple. Three rushes, negative three yards, and his long, and this is just beautiful to see on the stat sheet, negative one. So he had three (laughs) negative one-yard rushes in that game. So don't let him fool you with his 20 to nine win and his good passing statistics. He's still secretly, he was like, no, 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 we're not getting out clean on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to run the ball, but not quite get back to the line of scrimmage three times. Not once, not twice, three times. That means not once, not twice, but three times he did such an effort to pull down the ball, you know, and tuck it. And try and rush that even the statisticians decided that's not a sack. That's him trying to run the ball. Three times he did that. In such a way that they were like, we can't even call this a sack. That is insane. So, and that, you know what, that... (laughs) Three times, and that's why he got. That's why he got my selection. I had a couple other Deserving. people I was looking at. Almost, you know, honestly, when I started looking through, I was like, I might just go to a punter for for bombing it a bunch. But uh, to expand on that, since since you did with your pick on the season, now he's only played four games, but on the season he's got six attempts for two yards. He's averaging point three yards, and his long was five yards. So. He's really showing up in the leasting as a as a rusher component here. And so he got half of his attempts this last game and he was able to average minus 1 yard, average a negative. And what more can we ask for in the NFC least? Especially a great way to put a damper on a good passing game. Just yeah. like, oh yeah, he three separate times like you said ran Tried to get back to the line of scrimmage and it got counted as a negative one yard rush instead of wow. just a sack. So beautiful, wow, wow, wow. beautiful work, Alex Smith. Thank you so much. So with that being said, what do you say we talk some statistics, right? Just just our quick highlight round. Okay. Um, and then we can move on to the randomness, and then we'll look ahead at Thanksgiving weekend. So uh, no big updates. I mean, obviously you guys can't see my spreadsheet, so you can't enjoy the, the new color coding that I've updated it. <laughs> and where it was this weird beige because we were unimpressive. I, I needed the specific teams and where it was a green for whoever was leading in any given category. It is now a jet black because Grim Reaper and the leasting, right? You're in the grave in all the right ways. So to stick on the topic of Washington football team, while they, have been at the bottom of the division and technically everyone's tied for second. They need to work on their statistics right now. They're above. They're the only team above league average and completion percentage 65.5 really pissing me off. Um, they're still positive. They're not the worst though. They're positive on their touchdown interception. They can't get negative. <clears throat> their sacks are good. Um, their rating. They got to stop passing it so well. 85 is their average passer rating bringing whoa I'm, everyone else is in the 70s so giants and uh giants and cowboys are in high 70s eagles low 70s leading the pack and then 85 from uh the football team uh their fumbles are pretty good all in all other than that they're pretty good the only other team uh they they are leading an average punt 
So that's kind of a redeeming yes. thing. They have they have the second most punts. They're two behind the Eagles and the second most yards just under 100 behind, but they average 45.3 yards per punt. And uh, just to rapid fire the punting yards, since they're a new statistic, Cowboys have 29 punts. They are at the bottom right now. They really need to step that up. We need more three and outs from them. They're only at 1,200 yards, and they average 41. Eagles, though, leading the division, 45 punts, lots of three and outs. Really, really don't like to move our offense. Nope. Like to wear out that defense. Over 2,000 yards. We're 2198. We're Oh, we're right there, which Carson has like 2,200 passing yards. So we're about to eclipse him. That's really what you want to see. Yeah. 44 yards a punt. Pretty good. Then uh, in third, you have the Giants. They have 36 punts. So right in the middle of the pack, 1591. We, they could they could, they could could use a few hundred more. We, we, we could use another game, 42. And then I already hit up the uh, the football team. They got 43 punts with 2000 yards. So the Cowboys and giants need to pick up their punting game a little bit. The Eagles and the football team are really doing a bang up job. If we can get everyone above 2000 yards, probably not this week for the Cowboys, but the giants could maybe do it. They'd have to have a big game about 400 yards, but I believe in them. I mean, because right now you're looking at 250 to 300 yards um, for in punts per game. And so it's like, if they could really just have a game where they don't move the ball at all, you could see him getting seven, eight, nine punts in. Yeah. I think it's totally possible. So a fun thing about this is there is no way that any of the quarterbacks that have played for the football team have more passing yards than they do as a team of punt yards. Oh, there's no way. Not at all. Not at all here. Not a chance. Yeah, we can we can dive down that route. Seeing hole as they've real had quick. three, yeah, they're almost them and the Cowboys. Of games. <laughs> them and the Cowboys for that have had that revolving There's door. Just no, I way. Mean, no, let's yeah, no. Dwayne has they're leading, which is still Dwayne Haskins who started the He's season, still leading, and oh. got sent to the depth. Oh. Dak Prescott's still leading for the Cowboys. I mean, that's not as oh, much. Yeah, of a that adds up. But Dwayne Haskins is still their leading passer, nine hundred and thirty nine yards. So. Nobody's eclipsed a thousand. Yeah, so they've no, over no doubling chance. in their punt yards. Great job to them. Really, really doing well. So uh, that's really nice. And we all know that uh, old Danny Dud over there is uh, still the leading rusher for the Giants. And that's what we love to see. Just just to bring them <sighs> into the mix. Couldn't skate. Couldn't totally skate away. I know it was their bye week. To. They don't deserve to. No. No, and this this was the one acceptable bye week. You know, we had our yep. initial bye week yep. rant, but right, this was perfect. Right down. I no bet win. You they cooled them right down. No win, no loss, feeling real good. So we can go ahead and sashay into uh, your randomness of the week. I don't know what title you want to give it this week, but well, carry on. The first thing is I have to ask you a question to figure out which of the two options that I have. Uh-huh. Um, so would you prefer either A, Battle Royal or B cruise ships. Hundred percent cruise ships, because I saw a commercial for one today, thirty percent off Norwegian cruise lines. Okay. So cruise ships. Alright, well that leads me to what Thanksgiving dish is each team? Ooh, I'm about it. Okay. We'll lead it off with Washington. I decided that they are Turkey. Because mm. Does the turkey care about anything else on your plate other than itself? No. 
Does the football team care about anything other than team? No. Now then, is the turkey pretty much always dry, lackluster, and leaving you tired? Yes. Is the football team dry, lackluster, and leaves you wondering what happened to the last three hours of my life? Yes. Could you fry the turkey and probably make it better? Yes. Could the football team fry itself enough to get into the top contention for Trevor Lawrence or a different quarterback? Because they obviously need one? No. Honestly, I think it's too late. I think the bird is in the oven. No real plan. Just going to keep cooking it on like, oh, 325 degrees for an undisclosed number of hours until someone is finally willing to eat it just so they can pass out and avoid Uncle Rick talking about politics and aliens again. There you go. That's your Washington. There the turkey. I love it. Next, we'll move on to New York. New York is Aunt Barb's green bean casserole. Oh. Is it good? Eh, maybe. Does it, like, have some salt or anything else to make them interesting or the team interesting? No. Are the Giants good? Eh, maybe. Probably not, but I guess. I don't know. Are they interesting? No. No, they are not. So, I think, all together, in one voice, America, ask your Aunt Barb, to please give salt and pepper a try this time. And while you're doing that, the rest of us will ask, maybe the Giants, you know, give a shot to some successful and dynamic down-the-field throws? Maybe we can give that a shot too? No? Same thing? No salt? No pepper? Just here you go, eat it? Great. Thanks, Aunt Barb. Next, I'm move on it. to Dallas, or as they might say, Dallas. <laughs> I'm going to go with cranberry sauce. Oh. Could cranberry sauce objectively be good if you did it right? Sure. Could Dallas be good with the correct coach and quarterback? Sure. Could, could the cranberry sauce come out of a can and just be garbage? Sure. <laughs> could Dallas implode out of a can and be terrible? Sure. No matter what, do I hate cranberry sauce? Yep. No matter what, do I hate the Cowboys? Why, yes, I do. So let's just all be thankful for the hatred of the Cowboys around the dinner table when your moms ask you what you're thankful for this year. Oh, amen to that. <laughs> cranberry sauce is just a... It's just, it's just eye candy on the table. I'm not touching yep. it. I don't nope. even think about touching it. Zero parts of it. I want nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll finish up with Philadelphia. They are the sweet potatoes with marshmallows. Oh. (laughs) Are there diehard fans of both Philly and sweet potatoes with marshmallows? Well, apparently my wife says yes to potatoes, and the host of this very podcast says yes to the team. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do professional analysts and chefs think both are abysmal and that you should basically do or eat anything else? Yes, I've heard that more than once. Does eating all that sweetness make you wonder why you did this? Does watching the Eagles make you, make you, sir, wonder why you are a fan? I'm guessing your answer to both is yes. Mm-hmm. So unless you feel like you've been... Sla- <laughs> so unless you want to feel like you've been slapped in the face by the one turkey that survives tomorrow, skip watching the Eagles and, squip- and skip 
the sweet potatoes. Amen to that. So, in closing, I hope everyone eats anything other than the NFC least version of this meal for all of our sakes. Thank you, America, and please just turn the TV off. Yes. Because that leads us to the unfortunate news that you thought you were going to have a choice of maybe some quality football on Thanksgiving Day. Which, by the way, can we? At what point do we second guess the traditional teams that play on Thanksgiving and say maybe not this year? Maybe we should start a new tradition. It's 2020, and uh, nothing's off the table anymore with how crazy things have been. We have a, a an organization who goes by football team and are and are seriously considering going for uh, going uh, going by that for a second year. We have. We have the worst division in history. Yet, you know what we get? We get another Hyper Bowl on Thanksgiving Day. And while you, myself, both NFC least fans, at least of our respective teams, neither of which are playing, would agree that we were excited to watch the classic AFC rivalry. And this year, which was probably going to is probably going to be the best game this weekend, Steelers Ravens rematch, which now we have learned has been postponed until Sunday, which leaves your options as nothing other than a disappointing hyper bowl, which I can only hope is not like your meal. And honestly, what would (laughs) sure up to probably be a hyper bowl in its own right, the Texans and the lions. I've been questioning why the lions get the Thanksgiving day game since I was 12 so I don't know about you, because my that. assumption has to be that they weren't any good, and so they're like, let's just give them a Thursday game, because that was back whenever no one had Thursday games. Oh man! And it's kind of like how the Jaguars always have to play like a game in London. Yep. It's because they're not any good. So I'm wondering if it's because the Lions weren't any good back when they decided to really start up in earnest this Thanksgiving Day deal. And they did the Probably. Cowboys because they needed ratings. <laughs> that's that's just, right. That's my guess. I think you're absolutely right. Um, so, I, honestly, at this point, cue up, cue up some uh, last year's Cornhole National Championships Ooh, that's or a good one. Uh, the last Olympics curling gold medal match, anything. Uh, would would be better served for your eyeballs and your brain than these two football games. Maybe 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 cue up a an ESPN classic, you know, nineteen eighty five Bears game, or go with college classic. You know, watch literally anything else because it's going to be abysmal. So we can go ahead and hone in on this upcoming week's NFC least matchups and we can start with tomorrow's or if you're listening to this today's even (laughs) because at this point in time i haven't decided or thought through when this is posted you obviously already know because you're listening to it so (laughs) uh we'll start with football team and cowboys connor what are you feeling prediction wise with this i really badly need them to tie I I just, I need it to happen. I don't care what the score is. We'll say something fun like 16-16 because I'm not sure how they would hardly get there because neither of these teams go for two ever. So 
I need a tie. This isn't really a prediction. This is me trying to wish something into existence. It's that kind of prediction. Where you know it's probably not going to happen. In your gut, you know there's no real way. Your logical brain says no, but your heart just can't stop. 16-16, tie. Going into Sunday, we are still at three wins apiece across the board. We have a three-way tie for first at three, seven, and one. I am going to jump on that train (laughs) because we need it. Oh, you are so right. Great observation. So the real question is, I'm... To make it more potent, I thought about going with a different score that was a tie. No, 16-16 is what we need to do. If we really need this tie, we need all the help we can get, and we need to be a unified front. (laughs) 16-16. And I don't even know if we want to talk about how they get there. Is it two touchdowns and two safeties apiece? Is it two touchdowns where you throw pick sixes on the two-point conversions, and so (laughs) we end up with some awkward scores? I don't know. Is it a bunch of field goals and like a safety? I don't know. We're not going to worry about it. 16-16 is the score. So not that we ever care about these, but since I'm looking at it, Dallas is favored by three and the over-under is 46. So we're obviously taking the under and we're, we're, we're going with a wash in a tie. If every team could end up with a tie on their record. Oh, this would be, I mean, look, this week was picture perfect. Like we already said, like the title indicates, like a plan came together, right? It was picture perfect finish. Uh-huh. Like you couldn't ask for much better with getting nope. the right team had the buy and the right teams won and the right team lost. And it just like, so how can they are living up to expectations so well at this point, I can expect nothing less than the best, or in this case, the least to switch up the phrase a little bit and let's get a tie folks we always joke about it but we are serious as serious can be so moving forward the other matchup that we have where awkwardly i feel like we also need a tie And it we are up against the Giants. What are you feeling? It is tough for me to even figure out a way that the Giants don't beat the Joeless Bengals. It's tough. Like I'm working hard to get there, trying to figure it out. It, it- Any type of way. They're awful. Um, and that's coming from a fan of an NFC Lease team. Oh, um, okay. How could they do it? Danny, Danny Dud is gonna have to throw a pick six.
and it's really, really hard. Fortunately, the remainder of their schedule is oh, pretty it's difficult. <laughs> it's so bad. Them and the Eagles have a horrible, <laughs> horrible home stretch for the season. So this, while this this does look bad in the sense of they would take if if we if we willed that tie into existence, they would take a half game lead, which is still would, pretty beautiful. They it would only be a half game lead. And everyone would only be a win out of first. So it would be fine, right? It would be fine because Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, Dallas to finish out the season is so rough that you can't hope like this would be their last win. Like they'd be like, we got to win and then just get pounded for the rest of the season to figure out who's going to win the division. Oh man. To finish it off. Last week is going to be beautiful. And and there could awkwardly be. I think their best chance at getting a tie to be to round out the division would be versus Cleveland in week 15. And then everyone would just have a tie on their record. And so then it would be tied for the division with ties, trying to break the tie for the division win with a hyper bowl in week 17. So I I think we're okay to take the giants win. And I'm going to go ahead and say it's like going to be 17 to six because the Bengals are just so in the toilet right now with, with, with a with a Ryan Finley at the helm, they're not going to do anything. The Giants have done good enough. Their flame has gone out with the bye week, so they're kind of starting from square one. But it's just it's just hard not to see them being able to put up some points. We can only yeah. hope that that Danny Dud does his thing and still throws a few errant passes, makes he some might. bad decisions that's, because oh, he's overconfident, yeah. and and maybe get some interceptions, maybe get some sacks, maybe trips over you know the 47 and a half yard line mm-hmm. um on a wide open run something I like that see all know. of that yeah so hopefully that the win but it won't necessarily be the prettiest and he'll he'll pull some alex smith type energy and randomly have one bad statistical category so, sure i buy it. yeah that's that's what we can hope for with with that game uh, uh, another pitiful game that i don't recommend watching at all no <laughs> because it's two no. bad teams so yeah, like we said, uh, don't. Hopefully, that one's not queued up, so we can um, we can uh, move on to the final NFC least. Once again, prime time game, battle of the birds. If we can even call it that, it's more of massacre. It's more of a murder bird situation where one bird murders the yeah. other. So it's a side of the ultimate fo- form and. Uh, it's Seattle at Philly. I mean, Seattle's been struggling, but I don't care who you are. That's going to be brutal. I think so. It's going to be so bad. It's going to be winter weather, and it's just going to be bad, right? I don't know if that's the actual prediction, but we're in November, yeah, and it's Philadelphia, so. so it's the Northeast. So it's not going to be good. Only have Seattle by five. Really? I mean, honestly, based on what I saw, based on what I saw last week. It's got to be like they should they should have it be favored by 15, but I guess maybe Seattle's been I don't know. Maybe they've just been struggling that much. But what are you feeling? for Um, I am going to be I'm going to be conservative and say Seahawks win uh, 37 to six. (laughs) You had to say conservative and really throw me really twist the knife in the gut. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, Dad Gummit. But oh, that is just oh, that one hit me, man. I, my abs weren't even flexed or anything. You got soft belly, gut punch, Whew. wind knocked out of me. Can't breathe. Huh. 
37 to 6. Feels so conservative. Yeah, that is conservative. That, that is wildly conservative. I'm going to go uh, just because the Seahawks are struggling. I'm going to amend that a little bit. My prediction is going to be 31 to 9 <laughs> with one missed field goal. So it could have been 31 to 12, but we missed a field goal and it's going to be like a 35 yard or chip shot. Oh, for sure. So 31 to nine, no touchdowns. We are way out of the realm of scoring any type of touchdowns anymore. The only touchdowns we get are like when it's crunch time and we're like, maybe, maybe we got to make a comeback. Give it a shot. But this is going to be like 31 to six and there's going to be like, okay, there's no real comeback here. So we're, we're, we're just going to kind of crappily drive down the field and that field we're going to get to nine you know by the third quarter but they're going to be already they're going to score 28 points in the first half and it's gonna be like 28 to three and um so at that point it's going to be garbage time in the second half no real comeback we'll have a couple good drives but they fizzle out and just kick yeah. a couple field goals and then sure. and then seattle just kind of is coasting and they get one more field goal and then it's that's kind of a wrap, you know, yep. it's going to be nothing special. We'll see. We'll watch. We'll probably watch Carson throw a couple more picks, get sacked a bunch, throw a couple fumbles and it'll be good. You know, it'll be a good time. So uh, find anything else to do on that Monday night, unless you're looking for some WWE SmackDown total beatdown type game. Sure. Yeah. Just watch because Metcalf. Cause he's, he's fun to watch. He's going to have a lot of fun. He's going to do big things for me in my fantasy, hopefully. Oh, that's Uh, good. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So this one, I would say, well, you know, the other ones are definitely don't watches. This one, you could, it's like, hey, I want to sit back casually and just watch another football, watch one football team have a lot of fun at the expense of another football team. Oh, yeah. You could do that. You could do that, right? It's like, oh, I I like Seattle's uniforms. They always have fun uniforms. Let's watch them because of the fun uniforms. And it's like, that's a good reason to watch. You can watch the fun uniforms, do fun things on the football field. You could probably watch. You probably need some sweet deep balls by Russell Wilson, some sweet scrambles. Like, it's going to be fun, you know, from from that aspect. So you could stomach watching that one to to round out November and and head into Why not? Right? Why not? Why not watch a good old classic beat down? You don't belong. You don't deserve to be here because we all know the NFL is kicking themselves so hard for putting any NFC least teams on prime time schedule. Yep. Especially year. ESPN. They got to be oh, so man. mad. They're losing all the money for it. All the ratings gone completely down the drain. So I think if I'm not mistaken, I believe that'll round out this episode. I need the power rankings real quick. Mm, see, I'm I've where, forgotten a something. place where I have no clue. I knew I was forgetting Zero something. Zero idea on these power rankings. I was sitting here like, man, there's something else, but I just couldn't put my thumb on it, and that's what it is. All right, cool. Yeah, so our power rankings. Uh, are we going off wreck? <laughs> oh, man. I honestly, so uh, do you, do you have think- an idea? I, I got it. I got it. Okay, I okay. sadly now think, coming off a of bye, the Giants are in first. Yep. Because yeah. they didn't get to di- disappoint anyone. So that put them further up, of course. Um, then after that... Uh, <clears throat> I guess we'll go Delos... Then Eagles, then football team. Oh, wow. Generous. 
You're a generous god. It could really, you could put me. it either which way, and I mean either way, as in you can put any of them in first, and I'll be like, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I get that. Anybody's got a case here. Sure. sure. Um, don't don't let the records fool you. I I am a hundred percent putting the Eagles at the bottom of the pack. Sure. They they sure. I'm I'm gonna work bottom up here. They are last. They are last okay. for sure. me. They have dropped to number four out of four, and then I'm gonna say football team close three. Dallas close to, but they're sure. begging to be tied with football team for. Third. Oh yeah, for sure. It wouldn't be a tie for second. It would be a tie for third. Right. Yep. Cause that's, that's how, how the, that's how that works in, in this system. And that's how it always, uh, and then the giants, works. the giants, just for the sake, like you said, having a buy and not doing anything, literally not doing anything either way, gets you this week's power ranking of number one in the yep. NFC least. So this division, not doing things makes you look really good. Mm-hmm. Literally having a, a no a no game week puts you at the top automatically. And I said that right, automatically. I heard you. that's what it is. So yours you have uh you have Giants, Dallas. Yeah, then Eagles, Eagles football then team. football team. You just All have right, football like team and Eagles, Eagles switch, flipped which, on that, right? Sure. Yeah, why not? Anything. Honestly, like you said, anything and everything. So with that being said, I think we're, uh, that was the only thing I forgot. Correct? Best I can think. Yeah, I'm looking through the stat sheet. Only thing uh, that we can be hopeful for, we're at 7,000 punt yards, so we can hope to hit 10,000 by the end of the season. think it's very doable. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll get there. We're at, we're sadly on. We're not in double digits in our net points anymore. We're minus 185, but I can only see that growing with the grueling schedules that uh, yeah. <laughs> New York and Philly have. So that's the best that we can hope for. We're at, you know, we'll get to a thousand sack yards. We're at 800 there. So, you know, that's, that's probably the big, the big thing there. So, yeah, I think that rounds out this episode of the NFC least the picture perfect week that we had looking forward or if you're a casual fan, not looking forward to a Thanksgiving hyper bowl and then a sad Sunday showdown, but a fun Monday beat down yep. this coming week. So thanks everyone for listening and I hope you've enjoyed this series. We are, we are on week. Uh, uh, we're <laughs> coming into week 12 folks.